Come on, stand together with me. Let's love Jesus right now. Hallelujah. We love you, God. We thank you. We praise you. Hallelujah. What a wonderful morning to be in God's house. Amen. To feel His presence. Amen. Our prayers today are for those that are sick, working, traveling, all these things. Amen. It's so good to have a full house of people. Amen. God's house. Amen. So good to have the diebolds here. God bless y'all. Thank y'all for being here. Amen. It's good to see the Winrys able to be in God's house. God bless them. Amen. Chris and Carla, thank y'all for being here. Appreciate y'all coming today. And everyone that's made it out to the house, we call it the house of prayer. Amen. Thank God. So glad that there's nowhere to sit today. Amen. You know what that means? That means God's doing great things. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hey, if you can't find the seat, don't get mad. Get a chair. Come to the front, pick out the perfect young person, your favorite young person, hand them a chair, and take their seat. Amen. Praise God. If the young people are sitting out in the crowd, tell them, go up front like your pastor said to, and take their seat. Amen. Praise God. Amen. We got this. We got this for another year. Okay, all right. I said we got this for another year. Amen. We're building. We're we're going as fast as we can. So anyway, pray no delays. Amen. In a world full of delays, in a world full of no milk on the shelves and toilet paper, or anything else. Pray that there's two by fours on the shelves when we need them. And praise God. Amen. They said, somebody that they said that windows were six months out if you order windows today. So y'all pray that Brother Justin can pull some strings at Window Mart and move us to the top of the list. Amen. I believe. Amen. God can do all things, and I'm not stressed at all. Amen. I'm just excited about what the Lord's going to do. Amen. And if we get the basement done and we're working on the top and we run out of room, we'll just sell this building, go over there in the basement, have church. We've had church in the basement before. Worked pretty good. Amen. Praise God. Acts 24 and 24. And I want to preach for just a little while what the Lord laid upon my heart yesterday. And I need you to help me. I need the Lord to help me. Amen. Acts 24 and 24. And after certain days, when Felix came with his wife, Drusilla, which was a Jewess, he sent for Paul and heard him concerning the faith in Christ. And as he reasoned of righteousness, temperance, and judgment to come, Felix trembled and answered, 
Go thy way for this time. When I have a convenient season, everybody say a convenient season, I will call for thee. Amen. I want to preach for just a little while from this title. It will never be convenient. Amen. Set your Bibles down. Lift your hands to the Lord. Amen. All across this house. Amen. Let's ask God to talk to us right now. Why don't you pray until the Holy Ghost comes up on you? In the name of Jesus. Come on, if it's appropriate, join up with somebody next to you and let's pray together. Oh, we need the Holy Ghost to help us in this house. We need the Lord to lead us. We need the Lord to speak to us today. Hallelujah. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Why don't everybody in the house clap your hands to Jesus? Hallelujah. We love you. Amen. Thank the Lord. You can be seated. I'm going to preach. It will never. Everybody say it will never be convenient. Amen. In 2 Corinthians, the 6th chapter, it begins like this. We then as workers together with him... Beseech you also that you receive not the grace of God in vain. Amen. Don't don't come here and just take it for granted what we're feeling right now. He said, for he saith, I have heard thee in a time. Everybody say, in a time. In a time accepted and in the day of salvation have I succured thee or helped thee. Behold, now is the accepted time. Amen. Now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. Another version says, Now because we are fellow workers, we also urge you not to receive the grace of God in vain. For he says, I heard you, or I heard your cry, or I heard your prayer, at the acceptable time. And in the day of salvation I helped you. Look, now is the acceptable time. Look, now is the day of salvation. Amen. Thank the Lord for the day he got a hold of you and he got a hold of me. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. This time is not a specific point on the timeline like you would think at 11.15. It's not something that you could just put your finger on. But this time is comes from a Greek word kairos, which means an acceptable time. Amen. An acceptable time. It is a season. Everybody say a season. Amen. This is the same kairos that Jesus used in Luke uh, when he talks about Jerusalem being trodden down until the time of the Gentiles would be fulfilled. It was the exact same meaning of the word time. It is a season that God allows things to happen. 
Amen. The reason that the Gentiles are in control of Jerusalem today is because God has allowed them to be in control of Jerusalem. But the Bible said there's going to be a day when the times of the Gentiles will be over. Amen. Can I preach to the Gentile church for a little bit? Amen. Right now is our time to get what God's given to us. Well, I'm going to preach to the church today. Hallelujah. Everybody say it, it is acceptable time. He says, behold, it now it, it's a season that God will hear you. Amen. We are in a era, a time, a season where you can pray and God will hear you. Praise the Lord. I, why are you preaching this? Because there's going to be a time when the door slams and the season's over and they're going to be trying to come to church on Sunday. Amen. But the presence of God won't be here anymore. Amen. There is a season where God will hear us and we're living in that season. So you know what I say? Let's take advantage of what God has given us. I wouldn't let one day get past me uh, without talking to God. I wouldn't let one day go by without worshiping God. I wouldn't let a day go by without making my calling and my election sure. Well, hallelujah. I've talked to people before and they say, well, I've got a few more things I'm, I need to get worked out and then I'm going to be at church. I'll tell you, you'll never be at church. You'll never repent of your sins if you're waiting for the right time. Because we are in the right time right now. Amen. We are in the season where God is responding to the prayer of the Gentile church. Amen. Thank the Lord for this season today. Amen. If you want the Holy Ghost today, or if you want to be renewed in the Holy Ghost, it's Holy Ghost season right now. Amen. If you want your sins to be remitted, it's, it's remission of sin season right now. Amen. People are getting their sins washed away. It's time right now. Hallelujah. I said it's time right now. If you want a deeper walk with God, we're in the season right now where you can get a deeper walk with God. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen, if I knew when the season was going to end, I would tell you, you know, you got until next month or next year or next century or whatever, if I knew, but no man knows the hour. I don't know when the season's going to end. All I know is what the Bible said. When you see all these things come to pass, know that the end is near. When men would become lovers of their own self, they would become rebellious, They would disrespect authority. Children would talk back to their parents. Children would talk back to their school teachers and not worry about getting a whooping when they got home. Well, praise God. Well, I don't know if you like this or not, but it don't really matter. Amen, praise God. We need to get what we can get in the season that we are in. 
Amen. Every day of my life, Lord, I want more of you. I want. Everybody say, it's my season. That song I love that they sing says, it is your season to be blessed. Amen. God gave you a promise and you stood the test. He's going to open up windows and pour you out a blessing. It's your season to be blessed. Amen. Don't sit on the pew and pout and cry that God ain't doing anything right now. I'm telling you, if God's ever done anything, he's doing it right now. Don't tell me it's past. I'm telling you, we are in the season where God is wanting to pour out the greatest revival that he's ever poured out. If the church will get underneath the load and begin to pray and begin to worship. Hallelujah. But I say it's my season. God said in Genesis the 8th chapter, the 22nd verse, while the earth remaineth. Amen. Everybody say while the earth remains. It means global warming can't mess up anything that God's doing. Global cooling can't do it, mess up anything God's doing. Quit stressing over the garbage of the world and just focus on God. While the earth remaineth, seed time and harvest, and cold and heat, and summer and winter, and day and night, shall not cease. Amen. Our world is set up on seasons. Praise the Lord. Our world is set up on seasons. Amen. There's going to be a seed time and there's going to be a harvest time. You know what we need to be? We need to be wise enough to know when it's time to plant seeds. Know when it's time to water seeds. Know when it's time to pull up weeds and know when it's harvest time. Amen. If you don't get enough wisdom to figure all this stuff out, your life is going to be a miserable mess. You're going to be spending your time in counseling every day. Pastor, what's wrong with my life? Why, Why is this not happening? Why are miracles not happening in my life? Why are my children not getting the Holy Ghost? Why is my life a mess? Uh, Amen. Let's just go back uh, to the day when you should have been sowing some good seed. The days you should have been at prayer meeting. uh, The days you should have been on your face crying out to God, uh, saying, God. uh, Order my footsteps. Hallelujah. Amen. If you don't figure out When seed time is, you're going to be a sad person come harvest time. Well, hallelujah. If you don't figure out this seed time, harvest time will be a bad time for you. You know what you're going to do? You're going to start hating everybody else. And you're going to think it's because of what your last name is or where you live or people pick on you or what your record is or where you come from or who your dad was. No, it, ain't ha- it don't have nothing to do with that. Your harvest is based upon your seed time. And if you don't sow when it's seed time, you're not going to have a harvest. 
Oh, this might be slow plowing. I'm going to tell you, people don't like seed time because it requires work. It requires change. How you like this? It requires burying some things. Work! Seed time. That means you've got to give something. Well, hallelujah. You ever seen anybody just go out and pray over the ground and say, Lord... I sure would like a nice corn patch right here. Come back and, well, look at those beautiful stalks of corn. I've never seen it. I've never heard of it. I've read the Bible. And when there was going to be a time of scarcity, guess what? God put a man of wisdom up that said, you know what? You need to sow. And it's going to be a time of great blessings. And then you're going to harvest seven good years. Well, praise God. Well, praise God. What a noble thought that you could sow and reap. And when it's famine, you you won't be in the famine. Well, praise the Lord. Praise God. Do, Do you think we could lay up enough prayers? Praise God. Do you think we could pray enough that If something were to happen, we got enough corn in the crib. We got enough prayers laid up in heaven that we don't have to stress out over everything in the world. I'm telling you, the flesh will pray when things are wrong. Oh, yeah. The flesh will pray when there's a separation. The flesh will pray when when you get a pink slip from the job. Yeah. The flesh will pray when your kids run off and you don't know where they're at. That's not the way to live for God. The right way is to come to God's house every day. I'm going to sow some seed right now. And I know that I'm going to be able to lay some things. What are you doing? I'm laying up some treasures in heaven where the moth can't chew it up. Where rust can't corrupt it. Boy, I feel the Holy Ghost right now. There's food in the cabinet. Somebody, some people can't pray. Man, when all the bills are paid, some people can't even pray. If some people pay the bills and there's 10 extra dollars, they can't pray no more. They got to have the vice squeezing them. I rebuke the vice. I'm going to pray. I don't want it nowhere around me. If the barn's full, I want to keep praying. If my pocket was full, I want to keep praying. If I got health in my body, I want to keep praying. Uh, What are you talking about? I'm telling you, one of these days, uh, you're going to wish you'd have been praying. Come on, lift your hands to the Lord together right now. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. And I've watched people that took seed time very serious. Amen, they would do what they needed to do. 
They would give and they would pray and they would balance out prayer time, family time, worship time, all these things, work time. And then their harvest came and it's like they're blessed. They're just blessed. How do you end up with great children? I'll tell you how you sow into them. Well, hallelujah. You can be seated. How do you get children? You sow into them. You sow the word into them. You sow time into them. Oh, yeah. Praise God. And the best thing you sow into them is that they can look at you and you're stable. You want normal children? Be a normal adult. You want stable children? Be a stable adult. Don't get divorced every week and quit your job every week. Quit the church every week and punch a hole in the wall every week. What you'll have, you'll have a bunch of unstable children. And you'll be like, Pastor, please help me pray for my children. You know what you're doing? You're asking me to pray for a miracle above miracles. Well, hallelujah. Well, this is good preaching right here. This is go to heaven kind of preaching right here. Even when I wasn't living for the Lord, there was something inside of me that was stable because I had a stable mom and I had a stable dad. I knew my dad was going to get up every day and he was going to go to the same job. He was going to come home at the same time. I know everybody can't come home at the same time. I'm just telling you how I was raised. It was like clockwork. I knew when it was Tuesday night, we were going to get ready and go to the same church. We was going to hear the same preacher preach the same message about prayer. Amen. It was going to be the same songs. My dad went home with the same woman every night. My, my mom went home with the same man every night. They wasn't cussing each other out every night. They weren't slapping each other. Praise God. Well, you either like this or to make you leave one or the other. I don't know. Amen. Praise God. But you know what it did to me? It put something stable in me. And when I wasn't even living for God, I'd go back to church every now and then. Guess what? It was the same preacher with the same blood vein right there popping out. Ah! He was preaching against the same old Hollywood Preaching against the same old miniskirts. Preaching you better live a holy life. You know what it did? It comforted my heart. That stability comforted me. Your stability, and I'm, I'm way off track, but I'm preaching. Your stability will build parameters for your children. It'll build a hedge of safety for your children 
for your family. That's why the Bible said, if you'll raise them up in the way that they ought to go, when they are old, they will not depart. The Bible didn't say they would never have days where they would mess up and do things they shouldn't do, but it meant that they would always know in their heart, I'm going to get back to that church one of these days. If they married in the world, uh, they're going to sit down and have a conversation one day, honey. You may not know this, but I grew up Pentecostal. I grew up where they get drunk in the spirit uh, and roll around on the floor. uh, And sometimes they get carried out. Uh, Honey, you may not know that side of me, but that down deep, uh, that's who I really am. Thank God. Thank God for the season. Man, raising children is a season God gives you. Amen. Don't don't hate the season that you're in. Don't wish the season would be over. Well, I can't wait. Can't wait till these kids get out of diapers. Can't wait till they get whatever. Amen. That'd be like me saying, I can't wait till these quick kids grow up where. I can preach without them hollering. There will always be kids hollering. Praise God for hollering. Amen and shouting. Kids. Amen. But if you're always wishing, well, I just can't wait till they start school where I get a little bit of time off. You know what you're wishing? You're wishing ignorance is what you're wishing. Amen. What's happened? Amen. I thank God for a good school and good people, but Amen. It ain't the school's responsibility to teach your kid morals. And, and yes, ma'am, and no, ma'am, and sit down and be, be kind and respect parents and respect authority. It ain't the school's responsibility. Uh, amen. I'm thankful for our Christian school, but can you imagine sending them to a public school having an atheist teacher? Amen. That, Believes everything opposite of what the word of God believes. And to think it was your wishes saying, I, I, I can't wait till they go to school. Shame on you. What you ought to do is say, thank God for this day that you've given me. Thank God for this child you've given me. Thank God for this opportunity. You gave me a Bible study to teach. And they're this tall. That's why if you got a praying mama, praying daddy, you ain't got to have both. If you just got one, you're in trouble. Amen. You got one, you're in trouble. Amen. Because the Budweiser won't taste the same to you. It'll have an aftertaste. It won't give you the joy like it's giving all your buddies. You'll sit there and you'll be thinking, I wonder what would happen if the trumpet uh, began to blow right now. And here I am in an ungodly place. I shouldn't be. Oh, I feel like preaching in this church. We're in a season right now that God has given to us. And there's a harvest that's coming. Hallelujah. Don't let them be the boss. Praise God. 
I said, don't let them be the boss. Remember, biology will tell you a brain is not even fully developed until it's 25. Praise God. That's why when a 15-year-old tells you they know what's going on. No, ma'am, not in this house. No, sir, not in this house. As for me and my house, we're not going to be honky-tonkers. As for me and my house, uh, we're not going to be Hollywooders. As for me and my house, uh, we're not going to be dopers. Uh, As for me and my house, we're not going to be gossipers. We're not going to be haters. Uh, We're going to be prayer warriors. Uh, Well, just just let them go jump around in the fellowship hall while you're praying. What will happen is you, you turn around twice and you'll have an adult on your hands that don't know how to touch God. Well, pastor, they don't really know how to pray. Well, I didn't know how to build houses the day I started working with my uncles when I was 12 years old. They just said, come to work. And they said, go grab that board and take it to that guy. So I ran over and grabbed that board and took it to that guy. And I did that 50,000 times or so. And then they said, now hold that board right on that line and don't let it move. You see that line? You hold it right there. I learned how to go pick boards up and learn how to put them on a line and don't move. And after I held it about 10,000 times, long before nail gun, they said, now put your foot behind that board. Take your 16 penny. Don't let that board move, remember. Well, my kid don't know how to not make a board move. Of course he don't. Because you never made him hold a board. My kid don't know how to pray, of course, because you've never made him sit down and... Of course he don't know how to act in church. He's never been told how to act in church. Well, (laughs) praise God. It's amazing that we got like a... I think we got a nursery. I don't know. I think we got a nursery sometimes, or we used to, or we're praying about one. But then some people think that over there is the 4 to 14 nursery. Well, I'm so far off my message, but I'm having so much fun right now. Amen. Praise God. And then when it's time to pray, they're like, they're terrified. You know what? You let the seed time pass. You could plant a tomato in September if you wanted to. It'd probably sprout. But there probably just ain't enough time. Before winter hits. For you to get any fruit. Boy, I, I feel like preaching right now. I'm telling you, there is a season for everything. And if you miss it, 
Well, I... God help this church right now. You, you know what? I, it thrills my soul to see these. There's a, a, a choir that's, I love all the choirs. You know, the big one, the medium one, the little one. And if there was room up here, like there wasn't 50 people standing right here, I would come out and watch the choirs. But I'm watching. I've got a little screen in there. But I love to watch that little choir. And then you know that one that's right above it? You, have you noticed how loud they sing and how they don't care who's looking or listening? Have you noticed that? That they just sing to God with all their heart? My God is a mountain mover. My God's going to make a way. They just beller out the praises of God. You know how that happened? I'm talking about that medium choir, whatever you call it. You know how that medium choir got there? It's because when they were in that little one, their mom and daddy said, it's choir time. You're going to get up. Well, I don't want to sing. I didn't ask you if you wanted to. I don't remember asking that. It's choir time. Get up there in that choir. Well, they're just a distraction. Don't you know they're looking at each other? Don't you know it's seed time? You know what's going to happen to that little choir and that big choir? It's just going to be a couple years and they're going to be the backup singers. You think they're going to be singing all timid and they're going to sing, he's my rock on a solid. I'm telling you, God can use people. Come on, lift your hands to the Lord together right now. Praise God. Praise God. They're going to be church leaders. I said they're going to be church leaders. Take them to prayer with you. Don't let them run marathons during church or prayer. Get them beside you. Let them hear your voice. Let them hear you praying. Let them hear you speak in tongues. Well, hallelujah. I think some people think the church will just raise them. Amen. I'm not Hillary Clinton and we're not a village. We're trying to get what we can get. Amen. The people in this church, need we all need a touch of God every time we walk through the door. Amen. I know, please don't get all ruffled in your feathers. I know kids are going to be kids and kids are going to do their deal and I, and I know that. Amen. Praise God. But we're going to teach them. 
Did I say we or did I say you? You're going to teach them. Amen. I'm going to back you up. Amen. Don't, don't, don't let them walk through the door with iPads in their hands and playing Tetris or, you know, the 2022 version of it. Tetris, when they walk through the door, they don't even know when church started, when it ended because they're playing Pac-Man or Put their phones up if you have to. Take their earbuds out. Get rid of the. Hey, it's church time. It's worship time. The Lord's coming back. How awful this would be. Imagine sitting in church and you're full of the Holy Ghost and you're committed to holiness and you've got rid of all your jewelry and you, you came to the, the true spirit of God and you surrendered everything. You're praying, you're loving God, you're speaking in tongues, you're worshiping God. And there you are right beside your child, your grandchild and, and they ain't got it. And nobody's made them. Nobody's led them. And all of a sudden the rapture happens. And you're sitting right beside them. And you're raptured out. And they're sitting there. I feel the Holy Ghost in this place. Boy, I've blown this up, but it's a good explosion. Somebody... You, well, you, you, we're living in a new era. You, you, can't, you can't really. Oh, really? Oh, really? We're in a new era? Oh, yeah, we're in a new era. But this Bible's still right. The Bible said if you spare the rod, you will spoil. Not like good spoil. spoil. We're talking about like a piece of chicken that's been laid outside for two weeks. It's got maggots all in it. That's rotten. Well, I just can't make them. Oh, you can't? They're this And you can't make them do something? You need counseling. They don't. You need help. They don't. They're getting by with everything they can get by with. Hey, when I, I would say probably the day before I got married, I wouldn't have smarted off to my mama. Because I knew how, what size her hand was and, and what it looked like. See, my mama couldn't whoop very hard. And so she had five boys and one something. <laughs> he said it was a girl. She had kids. We're going to just believe that that's what it was. Meaner than the boys. So she had six heathens. I'll just say it like that. Guess what? He said, well, I just can't keep up with more than one. Oh, really? You need mental help, obviously. My mama would line up six kids. Oh, yeah. 
She was like a lobster, though. <laughs> Tentacles out. <laughs> Seeing who needed to be pinched next. <laughs> we could just sit there. This is a great church service. I'm having so much fun. I don't even need to go to the bathroom. I don't even need a drink until church is over. Well, I, you need a drink, you're welcome to go get a drink. I'm just telling you how my mom raised me. When I said, Mom, I need to go get a drink, she pinched me, and it's like the thirst sensation just faded. Mom, I need to go to the bathroom. Pinch. It just fell. Oh. I'm telling you, your bladder is like three times as big as you think it is. <laughs> well, praise God. I'm going to preach my message tonight, I think. But I think the Holy Ghost is preaching right now. Yeah. Yeah. Praise God. We're going to have an impromptu uh, middle-aged choir, uh, junior choir. Who's in the junior choir? Y'all go get ready to sing something. Choir leader. Praise God. Whatever y'all sang last week would be fine. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. I'm going to show you that the anointing of the Holy Ghost can be used in a young child. There's people in this house you need a touch from God, and I'm going to show you that God's going to use five or six or seven or ten, whatever, singers that are like, how old are y'all? How old are y'all? How old are y'all? Eight. Eleven. Eleven. Eight through twelve. Get on up. Ten. Praise God. We're about to have a Holy Ghost breakdown. Hallelujah. I wonder if there's anybody that needs God to do a miracle in your life right now. This, God's going to touch people while these young people sing right now. Stand together. Lift your hands to the Lord. This is going to be altar call right now. When they start singing, I want you to start worshiping. When they start singing, I want you to flood this front and begin to praise God. And God's going to meet your need. Like it's a Sunday night and it's the adults practice for hours. God's going to do it with no practice, with the junior choir. He's going to prove to you what he can do. It don't take much. Come on, lift your hands to the Lord right now. And I want you to begin to pray. In the name of Jesus. Come on. Come on, anybody that needs a miracle. Come around this front. Anybody that needs a touch from God, you need the Holy Ghost. You need God to do something great in your life. 
come on in the name of Jesus. You need. Jesus. Come on, you can get the Holy Ghost right now. You can get a miracle right now. Let me tell you. Come on, pray until it breaks. Yeah! 